Go. I got thumbs up. Let's do a big reef. Uh, what was I just gonna do? Oh man, I had something funny to say. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Don't remember what it was. Well, what a waste. Anyway, left the coop. Left the coop. All right, so I guess I'll do my intro at the beginning this time rather than getting a couple minutes in. Uh, so welcome to Reese's Peace. This is episode fifty-four. It is February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. It is a Thursday, and I got Cabes and Mike uh, from work. It's the work crew, <laughs> the HT crew. It's the work crew. Yeah, because we don't listen to each other talk enough. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I think I'm gonna use the uh, the armless woman meme. No, no. <laughs> as the thumbnail no, for this you're episode. Not. <laughs> I'm gonna take myself <laughs> off of it. <laughs> no, I, I already I already snapped a picture of you guys, like a screenshot of you guys in in the most awkward position. So I'm gonna use that as a thumbnail. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, was, a little ninja pig. Is that when I was warming myself? <laughs> um, let's see. What does it look like? I might be able to show you. No, you had like a very serious look on your face. There. Mm. Do. That's all right. This is a very. Um, that one. Check this out. I don't see it. You see it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> My camera is terrible. I think it might be because there's that light behind mm-hmm. you that's like washing everything out. Yeah. So wow. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing and then get my video back. That's all right. Okay. Can you all see me? You don't need to see everything. You don't need to see <laughs> Uh, I was going to say the viewers won't be able to see it either, or the listeners, but. It's That's a true. it's a thumbnail, so they will see it. Yeah, it turns out though that you only see the thumbnail on Spotify because if you listen on like Apple Podcasts, you don't yeah. get those thumbnails. Mm. Or on Google Podcasts, you don't see those thumbnails either. Either bummer. Tis a bummer. I also figured out a way to put comments on there, um, like That's... put comments on the Spotify, yeah. <laughs> which is dangerous. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I guess my buddy Joe played with it, and it looks like the only way that you can actually get the comments to show up on the the page for the episode is if I go in there and like allow each one of them. Mm. So it's not as if they show up by default. So I can't have anybody trolling me and, and everybody else see it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe you could, otherwise you're going to be censoring us. Maybe I could. Don't censor me. Yeah. I guess you, you wouldn't know unless you tried it yourself. I could be making this all up because I am censoring you. Yeah. It's time to go to Trump's uh, social media. (laughs) Where nobody gets censored. We're not, we're not doing this. What do you got to say <laughs> Mike, about that, Mike? Mike's about to get out of here. That's not All what right. he signed up for. <laughs> All right. So so just just before you got on, Mike, Caves was telling me about the, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, which I, I have specifically tried to avoid every time I see headlines about it. Um, but I was just curious if it's if it's like, is it like an acquisition? Like Russia wants to acquire the land of Ukraine, or is it like a religious mission, or is it something completely different? Are they just pissed. Do you know what's going on? I don't know exactly what's going on, but I do know that Ukraine used to be part of Russia, the USSR, 
Mm. So Ukraine has bro- broke away at some point. I don't know what the, mm, yeah. what the time when the timing was from that. I think it was in the eighties. I don't. I don't know exactly. And so Russia is saying, "Come on back to daddy. Come on back. We, we uh. want you back. <laughs> and if mm. you don't want us, we're going to take you anyways." Interesting. But why? Yeah. Why now? Like why not? pissing contest? Let me get my big dick out and show you that I can take your country. Maybe. Who knows? I I have no idea what's up with that dude. Hmm. Maybe Trump got him riled up. Maybe they've been having a conversation behind the scenes, and Trump was like, "Yeah, dude, you should do it. You should do it. Just like totally sh- <laughs> shit stirring. Just like just get it done, Putin. Just do it. Do it. I do He's know. Like... <laughs> He's like the kid that's you know daring or like getting his friend all pumped up to jump yeah. off of that yeah. plywood ramp, uh-huh. egging him on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. So, you know, we just had the Olympics and they were in China. Well, uh-huh. I don't know what the China Chinese um, dude's name is, but he he told Putin, no, no, no doing any invasions during my Olympics. Let me have my Olympics. You can do that. You can do that later. But don't mess yeah. with my Olympics. It needs to be on prime time. Don't steal my thunder. So he waited three that's days. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, that's nice of him. What a guy. Yeah, they're both. I'd, I'd shake his hand. Dictator friends. Yeah. Oh, is that what they call it these days? Butt <laughs> buddies, dictator friends. So, Reese, you brought us here today not to talk about the Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> to talk about really whatever. I do want to start with something. Nor because I ha- <laughs> women without arms. <laughs> or men without okay, arms. I'm gonna have to send you that. I'm gonna have to send you. Yeah, that I, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, You're well, better let me, off right let me now, find James. it. Let me find <laughs> I'm better it. Better without it. it to you. I don't think so. It's pretty funny. It not, um, not funny. I'll describe it for the audience, okay? And you can decide for yourself. So there's there's this image of could be a, a woman who is either by birth or just so happens to have no arms, and it looks like a school photo. And um, the meme caption reads, "This is Lynn. Lynn got a watch for her birthday." Just kidding. She hasn't opened her present yet. Come on, bro. Come on, Reese. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was funny. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm laughing at people with disabilities, but, you know, it made me laugh. It it wasn't something that I sought out. It just, it came to me. Uh, And, and, And Bob's your uncle. Bob's your dad. Bob's your uncle. So I sent it, I sent it to you in the Google chat there, Cave, so you can see what it looks like. Not right. appropriate. So, not you're right. It's not totally uncool. Maybe when we were in middle school, but not anymore. Totally uncool. Yeah. There's another really funny one. The 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 other armless one that I sent that that was the guy trying to shake the guy's hand, who was armless. No. That that I didn't even find. Somebody sent me that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Reese. That was funny because he's making fun of the guy trying to shake the other guy's hand, not the guy without arms. I think I think that was that was way more. I okay. feel like I but saw anyway. a video of that, and the the guy like realized it and was just like so embarrassed, just like yeah. I got in your face, just oh, what did I just Oops. do? Oops. All right. Well, how about we uh, how about we talk about some stuff? Sounds good. So I, talk about a, the stuffs. 
I brought a few topics. I had one that came up just today. So like just today, I've been like trying to sort out this whole like childcare thing. So for the audience to catch up here. So Cabe's, your son is due in April. Correct. Yeah. And then mine is due in June. And Mike has three kids uh, that are how old? And the fourth one is due when? <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Lauren is the oldest at 14. And then Miles at 12 and Tanner at 10. Close close uh, proximity on those. Okay, yeah, so they're all 22 um, months. Youngest is 10. Okay, so I was pretty right on when, when I was talking to Cabes last week and I said that you were 10 months on. Um, or not 10 months, 10 years on from the last youngest. Okay. All right, but you're still closer than closer on that side than anybody that else that I've talked to. So... <laughs> Because, you know, there's people that don't have kids, but maybe they're close to having kids. But um, anyway, all right. So Caves and I, you know, we're, we're going to be new dads. And Mike, you're a veteran dad. You got three kids. So obviously you've been through some stuff. But um, so I've been trying to figure out this child care thing. Um, and uh, I posted this thing on Nextdoor. You heard of Nextdoor, like the um, local community social media site for like neighborhoods. You heard of that? No. It's a whole thing. Um, I bet you they have one for like Menominee Falls or like the discrete neighborhoods within Menominee Falls. Anyway, hmm. so I posted this thing on there um, and I made it available to anyone. So I think anybody like within our general community can see it. But I was like, hey, anybody want to do a nanny share? Um, so let me ask you this before I get into the story. Do, what When I say nanny share, what does that mean to you two? Well, I think I actually already know what it is. Okay. We've looked into the something similar. I think. Okay, well let me let me go to Mike then. Yeah. Because I suspect you do too. Mike, what what do you think a nanny share means? You're gonna have fun with somebody else's nanny. Nanny share. Damn. <laughs> Alright, but now explicitly explain that to me. What what does nanny share mean to you, Mike? That the nanny comes over and Reese's home. And Nanny and the Reese have fun together. Mm, it's not really share. Who am I sharing the nanny with in that in that scenario? She's taking a break from <laughs> the other family. Oh, so I'm sharing the nanny with another family. And she comes and has fun with you. And 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 we hang out and Netflix and chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's too old for Netflix Maybe. and chill. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like and hang out with your wang out, but. Whatever you want that's, to call that's, it. That's, if you Urban Dictionary, look up an Urban Dictionary like Netflix and chill. That's essentially the, you know, rock out with your cock out, hang out with your wang out yeah. type situation. I think Cameron was right on Mike's too old for that. That okay. comment. I was too old for that or just out of touch for that yeah. not that long ago. So what does a nanny share mean to you really though, Mike? Uh, I would assume that. So a nanny, a typical nanny would want to have a full-time job nannying. So they'd want... 40 hours a week or however many hours a week that they would want to work and they would a lot of families don't need full full time they don't need 40 hours a week because you know in your situation you guys are thinking about slicing and dicing it up for each of you to be home sometimes and other times so they would fill in with your family on tuesdays and thursdays and then a different family on monday wednesdays and fridays so Together, that would be full-time work for that person, but it's divided amongst multiple families. Okay. Caves? Um, 
I, I think it's it's similar, but what we've looked into, um, and, and what I think it is, is you get like a, a couple of families together, and maybe each of them only has you know one kid or or uh, whatever, and they they all collectively hire a nanny and say, okay, you'll have three kids to watch, like for this day. And so they'll pick a house and all of the kids will go to, let's say, my house, you know, and then the nanny just has to watch three kids at that house. Um, so it kind of spreads the cost of the one nanny across three families. Um, and then, but it's not, it's not so much where it's like, you know, overbearing for the nanny. I think, you know, they'll set a limit of how many kids they'll watch. Um but a lot of times you um i don't think that the nanny needs to have you know like 100% attention on one kid all the time you know kind of kind of like a daycare where you know only two or three people are watching like 20 kids you know right um so i think it's it's essentially that but it's bringing it to someone's central house or just like a central location yeah that sounds all good right. i like that caves that sounds Right. And so in, in the scenario that you lay out, Cabe, well, so let me let me just go back. So, Mike, the scenario that you laid out is uh, a nanny that, that is looking for a full-time gig, and so you get a bunch of families together that essentially divide time up so that that nanny has a full-time gig between several families. So that's one one interpretation. And then you have another interpretation, which is, you know, you have multiple families, say, with a small number of kids each all those kids come to one place. The nanny watches all the kids in one place, hence nanny share. Mm -hmm. In the scenario that Cabe's laid out, it provides um, a cost savings because oftentimes nanny's pricing doesn't – it's not proportional per, ch per child. So like if a nanny charges 25 bucks an hour to watch one child, they're not going to charge you 40 bucks an hour to watch two children. It's going to be like 25 or something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. yeah. So that provides a cost savings for those three families or, or however many families, if they all split it, yeah. it provides a cost savings to them. I yeah. think I think Cameron's description of what you what you just said probably makes the most most sense. Okay. So I did look up after the fact. So uh, Alyssa and I had been talking about this because she has a friend who has a, a a baby who's almost one, and so we've been talking about doing a nanny share with her, and um, I understood the nanny share to be the way Cabron described it. And, um, and so like I had the, the, uh, the curse of knowledge. And so like I was in it. And so when I posted on this next door, I said something to the effect of, you know, who, who wants to do a nanny share, you know, with, with the interpretation that Cabron laid out to provide a cost savings to the individual families by having more than one family involved. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I posted, you know, who wants to do a nanny share? And then I said, you know, uh, we've got a kid coming up. Um, who wants to split the cost of a nanny? And so some guy responded to me like an hour later, and I expected it to be rather quickly. And he said, he said, what did he say? God damn. I'm going to, I don't want to butcher what he said. I don't want to misrepresent him because it's important to me that you guys hear exactly what he said because I was like, the on the verge of like writing a very annoyed response to him. <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. 
Is this the same Ten. guy that puts his uh, combustible or compostables in a plastic bag? No, it's not that guy. It's a completely different guy. Coincidentally, <laughs> that, that his name is also Mike. That would have been check number two. <laughs> yeah. Strike uh, number okay. two, buddy. <laughs> so here's here's what he said. He said, this is verbatim what he said. Pretty sure a nanny would charge you for both kids. And so I was like, you're a fucking dunst. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about this. I was like... Obviously, a nanny would charge you for both kids. I'm not assuming that you get like two for one here. <laughs> you sign her up for one kid, and then there's like just oh. this massive, crazy, like jungle gym happening in the background, and they're like, yeah. "Well, you signed. You said, you know, come on in." <laughs> right, right. So I didn't write him back, and instead, I I took the question. I took I took what I posted, and I took what he responded back, and I sent it to. My two buddies, Josh, that that both have kids. And I said, am I crazy? Like, did I write something that was confusing here? Or is this guy a a dunce? Mm -hmm. And and one of them wrote me back. Uh, The other one has not responded, jerk. But um, (laughs) one one of them wrote me back. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Like, you got to pay the nanny for every kid. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so nanny share is not a common term. It must not be a common term. It must not be like commonly understood as as the way that you laid it out, Cabron. So I, I went back and I revised my post to lay out the specific scenario. It was like, I was like, the scenario goes, you know, we have more than one kid potentially from different families in one house that the nanny comes and watches and provides a cost savings. Mm-hmm. That's the scenario that I laid out. And I kind of like sent the guy a reply. I think <laughs> I don't, I don't want this to be a monologue, but I think what pissed me off the most was just that what he had to say did not bring any value to the conversation. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that the, the response that he gave also, uh, deserves a response of yeah i get it i wasn't looking (laughs) to like pull one over the eyes of the nanny (laughs) but like you said it's not it's not um it's not proportional you know it's not 20 20 20 you know it's yeah 25 5 5 or 20 10 10 10 yeah seems like classic Social media these days, people just throwing randoms, yeah, yeah, unhelpful comments. Yeah, I'm I'm partially at fault here. I'll admit that 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 what I wrote apparently was not clear because he read it. He, you know, it's exactly what you said, Mike. It's it's that like I need to respond to this. He read it and was just like, "This guy is an idiot. He thinks he's gonna get two for one," and, yeah. and decides to write me a little note. I mean, he was polite. He was polite about it. He didn't like call me an idiot or anything. Was he though? But <laughs> but if he had taken two seconds to go on the internet and Google nanny share, he would have seen that there are several situations in which nanny share provides a cost savings. Or, like Mike said, it provides a full-time job to somebody who would other just otherwise just have a couple of days here and there. Yeah. I did that afterward to confirm that I wasn't totally nuts. 
I, I Googled it, and there were several websites that came up right away, and I clicked on one, and it explained a nanny share can be two different things. You can have multiple houses that a nanny splits time between to get her full time. Yeah. We can have one house with several kids from several families. Yeah. Did I say she? You did. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I was trying to be better about that. Thank you. Oh, okay. You know, uh, also, also though, with with Mike's situation, I feel like there should there would still have to be some sort of an incentive for families to get together and say, "Yeah, we'll take these days. You'll take these days." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, otherwise, why why else would they do it? You know, if there at least wasn't some sort of break, and it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah a big percentage or anything like probably the like my option would be yeah but i would think that there'd have to be some sort of incentive your sounds like the the more creative way to do it yeah you're right like mine is just more of like helping the nanny like the two families don't really have anything in common they don't necessarily have a a motivation to work together Um, I, I guess if they like their, the nanny that they're getting. Mm-hmm, but yeah. If they're in the same area, fun. it might be kind of nice or something. Yeah. That would be kind of convenient, you know, if the nanny's, like, watching one set of kids in the morning and then has to go and watch the other set of kids in the afternoon, like, if they're close by. Yeah. But, like, that scenario... Go ahead, Mike. Well, the, the scenario that... that you're laying out there where a nanny is getting full-time work by essentially like fitting in all of these pieces that other people need covered to form like a full schedule. It seems like in that sense, like the nanny share part of it doesn't really benefit the people looking for a nanny. It's really like connecting nannies with people who have these discrete needs and the nanny can like pick and choose and and form her form their schedule. Yeah. You caught it. (laughs) I caught it. (laughs) So I got another different, a slightly different question for you. All right. Travis loves the word nanny. They're all nannies. I prefer the Hmm. the word sitter, babysitter. Okay. All right. So throw it out to you guys. Reese, you got a question for us. So what do you guys think a sitter is, a babysitter is, as compared to a nanny? I guess a nanny, I would think, has more responsibilities than a sitter. What do you think, Caves? I was... When you put it like that, like when you say, what is the difference between these two things? Because since we're all work friends, we understand that at at work, we like to be very specific about which (laughs) words we use for certain things, right? For sure. There's a reason that we have a lot of different words for (laughs) seemingly the same things, but they mean different. They have different meanings. Yeah. so if I were to answer this in, in maybe being a little bit more specific than Reese, um, I would think that the that a nanny would almost have more like household responsibilities too, where it's not it's not just the kids. It's maybe like cleaning up after the kids or, you know, doing some dishes or something like that. Laundry. Yeah. Laundry, yeah. Now, I I think it's um, probably still specific to the kids, but it would be more like household chores to the kids. And a babysitter 
or a sitter could just come in, focus on the kid, keeping it, you know, on the child, keeping it inter- entertained, and then it's it's out of there. Once <laughs> once she's done, she's done, you know. Or he. Or he. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Let's be honest, though. Once, Who's hiring a male nanny or sitter? They are done. Well, actually, Mike has a really good point because um, there is a huge stigma stigma about hiring male nannies or male caretakers. Sure. Um, especially the whole friends episode about it. Yeah, especially in like there's um, in in the daycare centers. Um, there's there's a huge stigma about hiring men, um, yeah. and I've I've read, you know, I'm, I'm a big Reddit user. I, I I'm always surfing there, um, and I've yeah. I've run across across a couple of posts where this guy is like, I love working with kids. Like, I get no greater joy than working with kids. But yeah. he's like, getting a job working with kids is extremely difficult because you're instantly kind of regarded as like, why do you like working with kids so much? You weirdo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it is true. You got to kind of break that stigma. That's. I think every, every little bit that we can help break down those stereotypes. Yeah. There's a reason why stereotypes aren't good. And Cameron just gave us one example. Yeah. And so the three of us talking about this and keep saying she's for these caretakers of our children might make us when, when you run across, when you're doing an interview and you run across a male candidate, you could be like, hmm, I think I'm, no, I don't want to do a male. But if you're a little more open to the idea that we talk about today and we talk about it as he's or she's or just them. That maybe when you come across and you're like, oh yeah, it was a little different, but all right, let's interview yeah, yeah. this person. Let's give it a chance. Yeah, I don't know if I can get Alyssa on board, but I'd rent a buyer. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak for her. I don't. I don't know what we haven't had that talk explicitly, but you know, I'd it. say there's about a fifty-fifty shot that she would be like, no, I'd rather have a woman. <clears throat> I know. So. As we said, I've gone through this for a while, got 14 years of it. Um, Mm -hmm. We've interviewed many and looked at lots of resumes. And there was one one guy that we had that we um, tried to bring in for an interview. And I don't recall the reason why, but he he never came for the interview. Um, But it was massively majority of females that were were in, in the process. Um, and I do remember thinking when, when the time came through, when she was like, Crystal's like, yeah, here's this, this guy, here's this, his description of his credentials. And I was, yeah. you know, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I never really pictured it as being a male, but all right. Yeah. It, it did yeah. feel a little different, to be honest with you. I'd prefer that yeah. it didn't, but uh, it did feel a little different. Yeah. I hear you. That's a little bit... It's a little bit weird, but um, I don't know. But, I, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like um, there are a lot of women 
that would be terrible, you know, sitters. <laughs> yeah. But but could probably still do it because they can. And then there's a probably a lot of men that would be really good sitters but can't get into it, you know, or Yeah. Kind of or maybe like don't be... even feel comfortable in trying it because of that like how would yeah. how would they be viewed, you know, if if they are that's their job, you know. Right. It seems like there there would probably be like an untapped reservoir of male caretakers. You know, like and and maybe it's it's not because of exactly what you said, Cabe's like where they just don't think that they're gonna get an opportunity, so why try? But yeah. Um, that does seem like if we were open to it, you know, it's kind of like if you can drive a manual transmission and an automatic transmission, you have a lot more things, or if you're bisexual, you have a lot more things that you're interested in or that you're able to, uh, you're you're uh, hitting for both teams. So either way you're going to win. It's all the people. It's all the people, (laughs) you know, like you just, you, you have, you have a bigger pool to, to, to pull from. Yeah. I think the bisexual example was right on. <laughs> Better example than the manual transmission or the automatic. Yeah. Did you guys ever babysit when you were growing up? No. Oh God, no. I would be I would be much more hesitant to have an adolescent boy as a babysitter than a grown man as a as a caretaker. I w- I would prefer the grown man caretaker than an adolescent boy. I um, babysat one time for a family that was very desperate. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was fine. They were it was like yeah. they were at a party in their neighborhood, and they came home and like they helped like put the little one to sleep. There was there's two that I was watching, and the, and the youngest one they came back home and helped put the littlest guy back to sleep. Mm. Not back to sleep, but to sleep that night. So I didn't yeah. I didn't have to go through the whole. Helping the baby go to sleep, but sure. his older sister took care of more. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing, mm. man. They were really desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. But They're like, like just literally just keep them alive. Like that's all we ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I I think I I just realized this. Okay, so the teams is gonna kick us out in fifteen minutes. So. Keep your audio recording. Really? I'm going to close this. Yeah, it says it said that on my screen. Mm. Keep your audio recording. I'm going to close this meeting, and I'll send you a new meeting invite. Are you, what you sure got, it will end, or will it just say, like, because we get those at, on our work side. It says five minutes yeah, left, I but got, it doesn't actually I end. Got the f- I got the first one that said, yeah, your meeting will end in five minutes, and then it that was five minutes ago. Um, well, I don't actually, I don't, I think that's the scheduled time. I think that's what Mike is saying. No, there was another one that came after that that says your plan only allows 60 minute meetings. Oh, there you go. Oh, because okay. it's on my personal account. Well, so, Reese, no wonder that guy was commenting on your, on your post. If you explain things like that. <laughs> yeah. Why you didn't let me finish. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll send you guys a new meeting link uh, in the chat, I guess, in the the Google chat. In the Google, yeah. Or should I send it like Gmail? You can obviously do Google Meet if you needed to as well. I could do Google Meet, yeah. 
Um, okay, I'll do that, and then I'll just get you guys in there. Okay. All right. Are you gonna slice this? Uh, just, just yeah, I'll slice this out. Just keep recording your audio, I so I don't it. have to worry about resyncing. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna hang out. So is it okay to fart now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cave's got me in, in the ideation lab today. <laughs> Did he? Actually, I well, I no, I, I, I think time. I caught him. <laughs> I was I was just leaving, and it was it was like, <laughs> and I and I stepped back in. What was that? Which which trying to tell me? And and the worst or the best part, the funny part, was that is that Mike was about to turn on the bandsaw <laughs> and like get cutting, yeah. but he waited yeah. to fart right before he turns the bandsaw. <laughs> To get the the real reverberation in the room. <laughs> Feels good to know it comes out well. Yeah. All right, so I sent you a Google Meet email, and I'm in that Google Meet right now. So we might not even we could just like seamlessly switch. So All right. it send it said it was sending you an email to your to each of your Gmails. Send it. Send it. Happening now. Join call. We got Mike in there. Having... All right, Kevs, you getting in there? Oh, you sound like a robot. Yes. Get change my settings. I think it's time for a new picture. Recently, my hair is not quite as sweaty as before. Oh, more, you want to do that? A little more handsome. All right, I'm hanging up on the teams. I'm out. I'm out. Why is my camera not working on here now? There it is. I see you now. There it is. Look at we're all together. See, Reese, you can get a picture of the three of us. Yeah. Just make sure. Well, I guess the sound settings of your recording device will still say the same, but you're gonna have to adjust your sound settings probably for this specific meeting thing. No. I'm all good. Got you right here. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's weird. So now we're on on Google Meet, and somebody's audio has a little bit of background noise to it. Like, it's just a low, like, white noise. I'm going to mute mine. That's it. Yeah, Mike, that's you. That's Mike's interesting. I wonder why. It's, it's not a big deal. I can filter it out. I wonder if the... Um, I wonder, well, what you're going to actually use is not the, the Google Meet. You're going to use my recording, which you may or may not yeah, have so that also. It might not have it, but even if it does, I can get rid of it. Maybe te- we know Teams has a decent... Um, background filter oh, and that's maybe true maybe that's doesn't it. Yeah. yeah oh well i got post-processing editing i i'm not good at it but Reese, i can do it send it send it to have your people edit the mike's people's audio <laughs> have, have, have my your people? people talk to mike's people i'm gonna have my people send it to my other people at dan euler uh productions <laughs> yeah and they have like the garbage time talk radio folks do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm not going to cut any of that out except for maybe the dead air. But anyway. Um, okay. Talks about nanny share. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind having a male nanny. I think I'm okay with that. A male caregiver. Yeah. I think that would be fine. I, I think I think the most important thing 
like uh, almost without saying is just like if you like them yeah right yeah like yeah. if like the, if they if got the dude... a nice ass what <laughs> if the, did you say if they got a big ass <laughs> a nice ass oh yeah 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 to be serious here i mean they're gonna be bending over a lot so <laughs> you do work from home race so and you have cl- i know class doors right yeah, yeah, I have to look at this man as he's walking around carrying around my kid. So mm-hmm. if he's going to be bending over, he's got to look all right. Yeah. You're like, hey, I got a squat rack in the basement. Why don't you go use it a few little bit? Perk <laughs> oh, those up. <laughs> that's rude. Wow. That is not what I expected from steel. you, Cabron. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're wearing him down, dude. We're wearing him down. Yeah. He's drinking over there, too, this yeah. guy. So we've had quite a few sitters in our years with our kids and it has been difficult to find people. I I was speaking, I think it was Reese, you and I were talking about it and uh, they're mostly young college students who are looking for a little extra something on the side. So a little something, something. Yeah. So in our scenario, we've always just needed like three days before school and after school. So we've never needed a ton of hours. Um, but it's been very difficult to get people to respond. Uh, so we've used care.com a lot. Um, yeah. And we'll filter through the resumes, find folks that we're interested in, send them a message. Half of them don't respond. Um, and then we set up interviews. Half of those, those folks don't respond or don't come to the interview, I should say. Um, and then, uh, the ones that do come some that we've been like, all right, this person seems great. And then there's just like nothing respond from them. We'll say, yes, we, you know, we'll offer you the job and they don't even say no, which has been like crazy to us. It's just like, it's just dead. And we've talked to Maybe they died. Maybe they died. That's true. It could have, uh, however, uh, probably not. And we've spoke to other family friends with these kids the same age and they've all a lot of them have experienced the same thing that hmm, okay that it, it, it's difficult to get people these young kids these days just aren't respectful <laughs> i don't know sounds to me like a lot of kids are just dying prematurely <laughs> that could be a reason that could very well are be. You, you disrespectful kids you're pointing at yourself no i i, I had a, a, a point to this and now i'm even more excited to share it with Mike's last comment of these damn kids, these young kids these days. Cause so Jenna, Jenna recently, um, changed jobs. Um, and when she was leaving her last job, she had, and actually, uh, for, for a few other positions that were, they were filling there. Um, she was going through the interviewing process and, and all of that stuff, you know, finding these new people. Um, and, you know, she would come home at the end of the day and tell me about it. And I was blown away by how many people just didn't show up to interviews. Like, like they had an interview and they just didn't show up, didn't call, nothing. And huh. it, it was, it was like mind boggling to me because here you are, you're taking the time to apply to a position mm-hmm which we already know is not like that easy. You know, it's not just like, 
oh, here's send in a resume. It's normally there's a lot of front end work of typing on all your information and your resume yeah. and writing a cover letter if you want to be thorough and it's a lot of clicks. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, it you could easily take you know 30 40 minutes per like uh application right yeah and it would be probably about half of the people like just wouldn't show up they would they would get a call back and they just wouldn't show up and and sometimes i mean it was a little bit more rare but they would have like a phone interview and then you know they'd get an in-person interview and they wouldn't show up to that so hmm. it, it was it was really weird of just and no they weren't all young damn kids straight out of college <laughs> i wonder if it's societal norms um you know like know. you'd have to have some kind of a randomized study on it like from like generations ago but that that's interesting so it's it's not all you know people of our generation or younger yeah. it it's it affects like or yeah. It happens with older folks of older than us as well. That's that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, you know, I think part of it is is people have um, so many hooks, you know, so many fishing lines out at one time. Yeah. Cast a broad net. That you're you're probably you know maybe they they already interviewed at another place got a, an offer and accepted that by the time you're actually setting up something for them or or you call them to set something up for three weeks out and at that three weeks they already got a new job or something that's what we thought as well that that was the benefit of the doubt that i was giving them was well you know as you just said they're trying to get a job from anybody they don't really care so they could be interviewing with five different families and you just yeah didn't win the lottery with that 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 person, but th there was many times where that person's resume would stay on care.com as active as, as actively looking oh, for. Sure. Now that's not f f full validation that, that they didn't actually get a job because they could have just forgotten to uncheck themselves from it. Or yeah. maybe they did yeah. get the job, but they wanted to leave themselves active just to make sure that you follow that, that, that job actually follows through with them. But, uh, it did feel like um, I tried to give them that benefit of the doubt that they were getting a job elsewhere, but that didn't always seem to be the case. I do remember yeah. one particular time somebody rolled back through and we had already spoken with the person. On, on, I think we did, we did start doing phone interviews, as you said, with them first. Did the phone interview because we were getting so many uh, ghosted show-up interview, in-person interviews um, that we would do that first. And the person phone interviewed with us, didn't show up for an actual interview, and then they contacted us later and was like, oh, are you guys looking for somebody? And we're like, no, 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 you ghosted us already. We're not doing this again. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> get that out of here. <laughs> that is so interesting. There's, yeah. there's so many parallels. So, So Dan and I... We're comparing notes. You know, I've been using this Bumble BFF to find friends here in Denver, um, you know, since I left you guys all behind in Milwaukee. And then so Dan and I were comparing notes on like the Bumble BFF, finding friends using an Internet 
dating service essentially, but for friends Mm -hmm. and Dan's experience doing internet dating. And now this like interviewing for jobs, get out of here. (laughs) Now this, this interviewing for jobs or interviewing for caregivers and stuff is like, it's like the same shit. You know, because it is kind of an interview process yeah. when you're looking for friends or, or like trying to find a romantic partner. Yeah. And this is all the same. I'm. It's the same trend throughout all of these things. Maybe you should just hire a friend. That's what just, I was thinking. There's, skip, a, there's a lady the... up the street. She's a hire friend for hire? At least um, for a few hours. No, she's ho for show. So <laughs> ho for hire. No, not that. She's it's it's a nice older older couple that has older children and they they foster young kids and they're like they're like uh, certified to foster kids that are less than a year old. So I thought, oh man, that would be freaking perfect because you know that's like the first year of our, of of his life is going to be like really important for us to have a a sitter of some sort. But anyway, so just put him into foster care and send him his way, their way. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Here is, I got a question for you. Lay it on me. You always call him a him. Who him? Your child. Your, f- your yeah. future child. How do you know it's going to be him? How do I know? Yeah. I've seen his wiener on the ultrasound. What if it was a glitch? We got a blood test. What if it was a glitch? I could be wrong. It happens sometimes. It does happen sometimes, yeah. although I've seen his whole like cock and balls from bottom up. Like it's there. So it's this big glitch. I mean, not big. Everything looks big on an 80 inch TV. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little glitch right now. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my point of asking was throwing up the, it it definitely happens, right? It's pretty rare, but it happens where they get it wrong. Maybe not. As you pointed out, you got visuals and you've got some blood work to support it. So it's probably less likely than it used to be when you just had visuals. But the theme of throwing you a curveball and like, oh, damn, that's not what I was expecting. Get ready for it. There's going to be many more of those coming your way. Yeah. With these little ones for both of you. Well, you that's what kids. I want to. That's that's one of my topics here is <laughs> is coping with kids hobbies that don't don't interest me. So, like, you know, I was really stoked to have a boy. But like the reason why I was stoked to have a boy, because it's more likely that the boy will be interested in the same shit I'm interested in. But that's not necessarily guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Caves, you, you were, I don't think you were part of this conversation. Um, when Caver and I were talking, or sorry, when, when Reese and I were talking, maybe he's talked about it, but I've got a, a buddy of mine who's a sporty, a sporty one of my friends, and his older son is sporty, not totally, but he does. The little, his youngest son... Nope, not at yeah. all. And uh, he's he's struggling with it, trying to like bond with the little guy and like know what to do because he's so different than him. And it's it's been it's been a struggle for him. Yeah. Um. Do we do we do we name people on this? Because I'll just say our boss. Our yeah. our, our boss, right? His son, you know. We know um, our boss is a big uh, machinist guy. He likes. You're to... talking about Miller. I've definitely name dropped Miller. Oh, here. okay. Then then Miller. I like the yeah. Miller. Yeah. Um, 
so Miller likes to do a lot of machining and and uh, you know all sorts of building stuff, a lot of hands-on work, right? Yeah. And his oldest son wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. I, I think he's I think he's like a music major, you know, which which Miller supports. He's he's happy for him and stuff, but I from the little I've talked to him about it, I think he kind of struggled with that for a, a little while too. Cause what he had told me is he was like, he's like, my great grandpa was a machinist. Like my grandpa was, you know, some sort of hands-on guy. My dad was a machinist or like did something with machines. And he's like, I, uh, you know, now he's in engineering, but he still does a lot of machinery and, uh, hands-on stuff and and he's like and my son wants nothing to do with it he is like bored out of his mind as soon as i start talking about it <laughs> um and i don't know it i don't i don't know i don't know what it would take for for my kid for me not to be interested in what they're doing i i don't know what it would take because i'm i'm interested in if someone is like passionate about something i'll be interested in it would you be interested in it i would be i would be (laughs) that's a scenario where i think that works yeah because it's all hypothetical right exactly so i i have a couple of of hypotheses around that i've been trying to use a word hypothesis instead of theory because i hate it when people say oh it's just a theory it's like no A theory is like a generally accepted and tested thing. Anyway, my Specific. hypothesis around that, not to place any blame on any parents here, but that there's a, an aspect of parenting, it seems like, that could help with help with making your kid, or not making your kid, but help with, you know, piquing your kid's interest in things that you like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you make it fun for them or you expose them to it, in a way that, you know, it's not obligatory or or things like that. I, I wonder if, you know, because it's been pointed out to me that kids oftentimes want to, you know, they want to be with their parents. They want to hang out with their parents and do what their parents are doing for a time in their life. And if if during that time you capitalize on that and, you know, make it fun for them, expose them to it, it seems like that might help your chances. I don't think it's guaranteed. There's a lot of aspects, but it seems like that that could that could help. Yeah. I mean, what a great segue, Reese. Yeah. Because that was going to be one of my questions for Mike. Is yeah. Your Mike, your kids have done triathlons, which you are interested in, and they <laughs> go bike camping with you which you are interested in. How did you brainwash them into liking the things that you, <laughs> that you like to do? <laughs> Bring them back the brainwashing. <laughs> Mike loves it when we use that word. Yeah, yeah. it's an interesting word. Um, well, I did it when they couldn't, they could, they had no say in the thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So basically the, the summer that they each turned one year old, was the first time that I would take them bike camping mm. and I did it every year since then. So yeah. 
as you guys will soon learn, for those first four and a half, four and a half years, five years before they get into school, you and your spouse and whatever caregivers you have will do everything for your that little one. Like you will take them everywhere they go to. You will put the clothes on them. You will hand them food. Like you will do everything for them. So in that time frame, you can expose them to lots of stuff. And so it was very easy for, for me to take them bike camping because they were, you know, okay. Like that was just their life. They just did whatever. I, I remember that. I remember some of them waking up. One of them in particular, um, waking up in the morning. And coming out of bed and like being like, oh, what kind of day is today? And it was like, it's a it's mama day when Crystal was home from work. It was a weekend day when our family was all together. It was a granny day when grandma would take care of them. And so they were just like completely oblivious to what where, where what was going on in their life. And they were just like, tell me what's about to happen to me. <laughs> and just like happily excited about it. Um, yeah. So bike camping started then. And triathlon was the same way. Uh, Three-year-olds is usually the age that that most triathlons are the youngest the kids can be. And so we signed them up for triathlons when they were three. And we turned it into a family tradition to to do it every summer. And so it it was a camping weekend plus a triathlon. The kids would do it on Saturday. The adults would do it on Sunday. And... We did, as the kids got older, we did give it to them as an option to do it or not. And they, they, mm-hmm. did, they did choose to continue. Um, unfortunately, that hasn't happened last couple of years because of, of other things going on. The kids, particularly the kids swimming, there's a state meet at the end of July when we used to do that. Um, but so we exposed them to it early when they're just happily doing whatever you do with them. Um, but... Our daughter, Lauren, really doesn't want to have anything to do with triathlon. It's, it's the running that she is very anti-running. So she's a swimmer. She swims mm-hmm. on the high school team. She swims on the club team since she was in third grade. Um, but and she, and she likes riding her bike as transportation. She doesn't ride her bike for exercise. It's just simply transportation, but she despises running. Um mm-hmm. Which is, you know, a little, kind of a big part of it. Yeah, it's like one third of it. Yeah, it's like the, the biggest piece of it <laughs> of a triathlon. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron, for your math skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it didn't really work, you know. Like we, she, she had her natural pull, pulled her away from all of it. That the boys still like it. They're, they're still interested. Like Miles never was much of a swimmer, our, the, our older son. Um, the younger guy, he, he swims on the, on the club team like Lauren does. Um, both of them ride their bike. Again, they're still really young, you know, middle school and grade school. They, they do it for transportation, for going to school and stuff. They don't really do it for workout purposes. They don't work out when they're that little. Um, yeah. Miles has been interested in cross country. He's around cross country in, in um, middle school. Tanner seems like he's going to be interested in that, but at this older age, kind of got to let it roll and see where they go. You can't, I don't feel like you can force them into any of them. Yeah. You got to let them 
do with what there's a lot of fun stuff these days a lot more than when we were young i feel a lot more opportunities for the kids to do fun stuff and so i feel you gotta let them let them find the thing that they're truly interested in yeah you need to up your brainwashing game mike (laughs) see i'm okay i'm okay with it i'm okay i'm okay (laughs) yeah i'm okay not brainwashing anymore so with this this anecdotal evidence that we have here of your your oldest is not interested in all the same things that your younger ones are. I'm wondering so like what you what you said about like the first year exposing them. I wondered since she was the first, maybe the first year you might have been a little more guarded and and not exposed her to as much stuff or would you say that it was about the same for all of them? I would think it would be closer to the same she as you guys will find out with your first one is much different than any subsequent children you have because the first one it's it's 2v1 it's two two adults and caring for one child so there's a lot of time to spare as soon as you get two and three that time per child adult to child ratio changes quickly and you've got that other little one young one in the house to take care of so the as much as you try or want to or don't want to raise the second and third one the same way, it just it doesn't happen the same way. Um, you know, like yeah. like like just small things like we didn't really watch movies and stuff. We didn't do a lot of TV when Lauren was little. Um, but then when we did start doing movies and TV, like Lauren was, let's say she was in in kindergarten or something. No, it was older than that. It's probably it would have been younger grade school, so she was in first or second grade miles was in kindergarten and tanner was still not in school yet in preschool but like all of them got to do it together so your younger one gets exposed to stuff sooner uh your middle one may be about right but then your older one is kind of older than than average on on getting exposed to things Mm. yeah in the three kid scenario yeah in the three kid or the two kid, it would be the, you know, one of them's getting it sooner than the, obviously one of them's getting it sooner than the other one, unless you really divide your house, which would be slightly odd. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. Be weird. So I wouldn't say that, that Lauren, um, that Lauren didn't have as much exposure. Okay. Although you could say that Miles had more because... When Lauren was a three-year-old, she was doing her first triathlon. Miles was a one-year-old. Now he's one-year-old, so he's not paying attention to much. But he he would have been seeing triathlons a little longer because Lauren did it at three, and then she did it at four, and then she did it at five, and then he'd be doing it when she was turning five. That's when he's turning three. So he would have yeah. se- potentially saw it for three year for two years, and then himself would have been doing it. So yeah. he. Maybe that is and, part of it. And I could see part of that being like the drive of younger siblings always wanting wanting to do something that their older siblings are doing, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but being told, no, 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 you're too young. You got to wait until you're a little older. And then next year comes around, they're like, I really want to do it. I'm, re- I'm older. And they're like, no, 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 you got to wait until you're older. So there's that kind of like anticipation and wanting to do what they're doing. And then they finally get to do it. And I, th- I think there's more mental payback, like payout, I should say, yeah. for waiting and then finally getting to do it. I, I think I think that has 
I think that has, has a lot to do with Lauren's lack of interest in, in the running. Is that she, so? The boys started doing stuff as you're just describing, right? And they're like excited about it, but then she's not really having something unique for herself. Yeah. And I think she might have wanted to kind of go off on her own and be unique and be different. Yeah. And so she chose, like, I'm not going to be a runner like everybody else. I'm going to do something different. Yeah. I, I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know. I'm not sure. So have any of them kind of gained hobbies that you've tried or that you have a difficult time getting behind? Like I, I should I shouldn't say that, be, like that you have a hard time getting behind, but maybe that you don't understand as well. Yeah, I, I think definitely. So, my example of my friend, whose youngest, uh, is very anti-sport. That's a mm-hmm. bit extreme. In my situation, um, Miles has the, is the most different than me. And um, he's the one that I've had the hardest um, time naturally being the same as me. So, so Miles really—he's got a very creative, uh, imaginative mind, and he, he loves story storytelling and and make believe stuff. Um, so his play a lot of times. Uh, particularly when he was younger, but he still does actually do it, uh, is is like action figure setting up the scene and having things happen. Um, and he just, he tells these massive stories about what's happening in his scene of Star Wars characters uh, <laughs> or, or whatever setup he has. And just such great detail that is happening. It's, it's amazing what, what he comes up with. Um, and so I'll play it, I'll play it with him, but it's, it's not quite my thing to sit there and and move characters around and, Mm -hmm. and tell a story about what's happening. Um, but he loves it. It's so that that's probably been the one that I'm not as natural, natural with. Um, yeah. Sounds like he's going to make a good dungeon master. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, this guy's got to get in a D&D dragons? group. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know D&D, Mike? I know the name. So Dungeons and Dragons is kind of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain my layperson's view of it. And then Cabin probably has the actual <laughs> what it is. But my, my interpretation of it is it's, it's a very open game where people can essentially make up their own storyline for the rest of the players so that they might make up a whole scenario, a whole world, and you kind of choose your characters within that. And then you kind of roll dice to pick, you know, what, what the next move is for your character, or like how much injury they take or something like that. So it's, it's a, it sounds like a very creative, um, you know, adolescent and adult game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Fair warning, um, I'm a huge nerd, as you both know, and I, my buddies and I um, have played D&D since we were like 10, 
and <laughs> we still play it probably four times a year. Like we'll, we'll still get together wow. and continue or, or play a little one-off or something. And, and it's, it's not just the three of us. It's, you know, his brothers, uh, a bunch of our other childhood friends. I mean, there's, there's probably 10 or 12 of us that, you know, which for a D and D group is honestly like too large. There's way too many people there, but it's just something that like still keeps us getting together after like two decades, yeah. you know, of, of playing. So anyways, so it, D and D has got a real special place for me. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. I mean, you have, you have one, one person that's the dungeon master, the DM, right. That, is telling or narrating some sort of story. They they're giving you the little the little hints to of where to go next. Um, but honestly, most of the 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 storytelling comes from the other characters. Be, or I, I should say, a lot of the details come from the other characters, right? Because the 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 DM might. Um, describe a setting, Mike, like like you're saying Miles does. He's saying, okay, here's where all of these different action figures are and what they're doing. What do you do? And you'll say, okay, I want to jump on that ledge. I want to climb across that ledge and then jump off onto the back of this guy and, and knock him out, right? <laughs> and so the DM will say, okay, roll this set of dice you know, we'll say, okay, to jump on the ledge, you roll a strength check. Like, is your is your guy strong enough at this given moment? Uh, and, you, and you'll roll it, and then you'll climb across, and then he'll say, okay, do a, a dexterity check. Do you jump off of the wall at the right time to get get the guy? And he'll say, okay, roll that dice. And so there's there's a mix of building your character a certain way to do, you know, work within his abilities and a chance of luck. And that's where the dice come in as it's, it's still a game and it's a, it's a game of luck. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. And, and a lot of things, what's, what's really fun about it is creating, creating characters that are different from your normal personalities so it it forces you to get out of that comfort zone mm. and you know maybe um maybe as as a character that I would make I would be a very reserved and quiet and <laughs> <laughs> like analytical <laughs> something that's not me <laughs> um uh, and just and just try and try and get in someone else's shoes and think through things because if if you say at the beginning of the game that you know this is what my character is like you know everyone normally has some sort of background or or traits you know personality traits that they their characters have if you start to stray away from that the DM will normally be like hey. I don't think that's how your character would act like in this situation. You're, you're reverting back to what you would do. What would your character do? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting game of, 
kind of getting out of your comfort zone and and under it, it it honestly it helps you or it's helped me kind of be able to see things through other people's eyes or at least a little bit i'm not i'm not always the best at it but it has at least helped me to step back and be like okay how would how would they take this or what would why do i think this person would react in this way when you know that's when you take a step back that's not actually what they would do so anyways that was a really long-winded answer of uh i think miles would do very well yeah. in a D group <laughs> i i think i think that, that that sounds right and that obviously wasn't where i was growing up yeah um and so i, I totally see that as being something different and challenging miles likes really likes video games i think most kids do particularly these days um sure he seems to be the most into that as well um which is again something that i wasn't quite quite so much yeah Nothing real extreme for me in my my examples um, of my three yeah. kids, but they're definitely different. Uh, maybe that speaks to your parenting style, because like what I my big uh, takeaway from this is that best thing that I can do, not that I want to like limit my kids to the things that I'm interested in, but at least have them be interested in the things that I'm interested in, even if it isn't their sole interest is to expose them to those things as early as possible. You know, like if I'm wrenching in the garage, you know, have the, have the kid in the car seat in the garage, like with me, yes. get used to the sounds, get used to the smells. Yeah. It's, it's hard with a lot of the stuff that like you're, I would assume Reese, your sport bike stuff didn't happen when you were five, that you were older four. Oh, okay, so you were pretty young. Yeah. And before that, yeah, before that, my dad used to put me on the front of his dirt bike with a big helmet, and, okay. and he would ride around the field with me and sitting on the seat in front of him when I was, I don't know, probably two to three leading up to four, okay. maybe even after. All right, so you were a little guy. I was gonna, I was going to guess that you didn't get exposed until you were older, uh, but I'm wrong. Jenna is gonna have a heart attack if I try taking <laughs> taking the kid out in uh, on the bicycle or something. That's yeah. what the burleys are for. Yeah, I had a friend. That's flip, what I... I had a friend flip their burley. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the kid was just sitting there upside down, all stra- all strapped <laughs> in. Like, uh, what's going on? It's like a rally car driver in, a, in an inverted car, just like yeah. hanging there. Yeah. yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, you, you just teach them. Okay, bring your arms in. Bring <laughs> yeah. your arms in. That's it. That's all you need to do. Bring your arms in. I do. Don't try Keep steering your hands inside the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. All right. So I, I've got a couple more topics here. We're we're going a little long, and I don't want to keep you, Mike, especially since you got the three three kids and the wife, and you just got back from a run. So I. I have a couple more. Um, Caves, you, you've got a couple more uh, topics slash questions? I could keep going all night, but why don't we just get yeah. through yours? You're the host of this thing. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they'll overlap. So my, my next two things are, um, I don't know which one to choose. So I guess I'll just go top to bottom here. Kit discipline. So I guess like any like mm-hmm. lessons that you've learned in disciplining. I mean, in the book that I've been listening to, they've talked about, you know, the different disciplining strategies. 
um, not getting mad and, uh, you know, b- basically not giving them what they want, not giving them the like reaction that they want by you getting mad and, and not caving to their tantrums because that just reinforces that a tantrum gets them what they want. Hmm. So I guess I'm curious what your experiences were with the discipline. Discipline is difficult. <laughs> Kids <laughs> definitely need it. Uh, yeah. I think the struggle I had was age-appropriate discipline that I didn't mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. understand um, what was right for what age. What was a good expectation for for the kids at the different ages? That, that was tricky. Um, like under like determining what was what was within the appropriate bounds of their behavior for their age versus outside of those bounds and needing to be disciplined. Um, I think the easiest one to, to understand would be the example of when you put a kid in timeout, like kid does something wrong and how long do you put him in timeout for? You put him in there for an hour, put him in there for five minutes. Uh, yeah. you know, like what is, what is appropriate for the, the cognitive abilities of that, of that kid? Like the, the goal you're trying to go for, um, yeah. I have heard longer as they're they get older. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no hard time. They're they're younger. The, the one that the one that we had used was roughly their age in minutes. So if it's a three year old and you're putting him in a timeout, three minutes is is about appropriate. And if it's a five year old, then five minutes is better. Um, mm-hmm. Recommend that, that you guys as a couple figure out like what style you want to use and just be consistent with whatever it is that you use. Um, that's yeah. a big thing I think with the kids is consistency so that they, they know what to expect. Um, one of the things, it's not so much discipline, um, but t- t- trying to get the, what I thought of when you were describing that question was getting the kids to do what you want them to do. Um, I find telling the kids what to do is not as effective as giving them options to choose from and let, let them choose. But obviously the, you have control as to the options that they choose from. So you give them options that you're all okay with, yeah. but you let give them the pink, pink steering, steering wheel, wheel in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. So it's something that they, they can refuse so that they feel good about, no, I'm not doing that one. Yeah. Giving them the ability to have some control and some choice in the matter makes a big difference. So, if you, you know, it's before bed and you want them to clean up the last toys that they were working with and you want them to put their pajamas on and brush their teeth. So you don't, don't say, okay, go clean up all those toys. You like ask them like, okay, like, what do you want to do first? Do you want to put your pajamas on and brush your teeth or do you want to clean up the toys? And like what they really want to do is like keep watching the TV show that they're watching, but you yeah. give them the option of the multiple things that you you know they need to do and let them choose. And it, it, it that was really helpful to do that, mm. to give them that choice. You're giving them the illusion of control when really you're, you want them to do all of those things. You're just giving them in that example, you're giving them the option of what order to do. Yeah. That. It's basically what order do you want to? Yes. That's a great way to say it. I do sometimes throw the pink steering wheel at them and say, would you like to do the dishes, you know, do you, do you want, <laughs> do you want to 
Do you want to clean up your toys or scrub the toilet? What do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. De- definitely do that sometimes, especially when you're, you know, feeling a little stressed and you and you can't think of those good good alternative options. You just, yeah, throw something at what you really want them to do and then something ridiculous. Yeah. So that doesn't totally fit into discipline, but um, sometimes you can get yourself into a, a situation where you would need to use discipline. Like if you said, go clean up those toys, and they're like, no. And now you're like, yeah. now now I need to do something about this because <laughs> we don't want them to, you know, to, to get away with saying no to you. And yeah. then you have to say, okay, well, if you don't clean up the toys, you're going to, you know, have to go to bed early or, or you know, whatever discipline. So, so it's a more of a, a discipline avoidance technique mm, to give yeah. them choices, let them choose something of all things that you do want them to do. Did you, did you do the counting technique? No. I think you bet, better do it on the count of three. No, or... it doesn't work. Middle, middle name. <laughs> did you middle name them? Yeah. Miles Theodore Tall, get over here. I yelling at kids isn't helpful. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of one of the little ones, if you raise your voice at them, they start crying. <laughs> the other one is like it's cold faced and the other one it, they're, they're all so different and, and yours are all going to be different I, I, yeah. I feel so bad when I, I raised my voice last night and got frustrated with something and I snapped aloud like stop doing that and even at their older age they started crying and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> that's not what I was trying to do <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was not the goal. I did not want to to hurt hurt his feelings. Yeah. Well, I, so that's go ahead, Capes. Well, I was gonna say I have noticed to to one of Mike's earlier points is not giving them what they want, what they're trying what they're expecting to get out of you. Because um, I, I always remember uh, a few times in, you know, my, uh, at, at church, we, we had like, you know, some youth leaders and stuff. And w- one of the guys that was our, our scout master, he was like the coolest dude ever. He was so chill. He was like super nice. Like to this day, he's one of the nicest and like most caring people I know. Um, but I remember there's like, you know two maybe three times where he like yelled at us and and we knew as soon as uh-huh. you heard that voice that booming voice your stomach sank and you're like oh shit i we screwed up <laughs> you know and and so uh, um my my tentative plan you know or what i'm trying to do as as a parent is save that yeah like yeah. like you know you raising your voice yeah like it it happens but like really just being like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, um, is just trying to save that because it's, it's, um, yeah, it, big. yeah, you get, you got to hold those cards close to your chest for, for the times that yeah. like actually matter. I think that's a really use good, that sparingly. Yeah. I think that's a really good approach. Cause, cause then one of my cousins, she is always yelling at her kids yeah like she is so loud constantly you know we we go to we go to a family dinner or something and she's just yelling and you can hear from from the bottom corner of one of the house all the way up to the top other corner the top adjacent corner right and the kids are just like whatever you know (laughs) mom always yells yeah they're so just thick to it right Mm. Um, yep. That's that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely experienced the same thing with other friends' parents growing up. It's like yeah, they the kids are just like exactly what you said. They just like sit there and wait for them to stop yelling. I'm like, are you done yelling yet? Like, okay, I guess not. Like, yeah, yeah. let's do it some more. Yep. But but with those quiet ones, when they do yell, yeah, you get like a like a wide eyed, yeah, just like oh geez, what did I do? Yeah, and you know you done fucked up. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah, I, I can I can remember that growing up. That there, there's a family friend of mine. His dad was that way, and there's some of those memories of when we blew it. Are the times when he got pissed off and and yelled. And I can still remember those those times. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, they were the exception to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember exactly what I was doing. We were, we were making a fire like out in this little sandbar, which was fine. We were in scouts. We were supposed to make fires. But then we threw the lighter in the fire to let, it, to let it blow up. Right. Ooh, for, for sure. And, yeah. And sure enough. Obviously. You know, boom. And then it you know, threw the fiery branches all over and and <laughs> he was pissed. And rightfully so. Yeah. But, yeah. Um it's what it's the whole cry wolf. It happens, yeah. Yeah. Get desensitized to it. Yeah. So that's that's actually my second point here is like I wrote it down as taking time for yourself and cooling down so you don't blow up on your kids. So I'm like you know some experience with that and like some, some methods of, of coping. Like I've recently incorporated some quote meditation where I go and sit in a room by myself with my sound canceling headphones and try and clear my mind, uh, when I'm feeling particularly on edge. So I'm just wondering what are some strategies? The immediate thing that came to mind was you can't do that in the first couple of years when you're at home with your little one. Is like you can't really get away from them. Mm-hmm. You can maybe for a short time, but usually the situations when you when you're like really at at the at the end of it is when they're they're upset and they're crying. You can't you can't soothe them. You can't get them to stop. So if you try to take a moment, it just makes it worse because yeah. you walk away from them and they're still screaming their little heads off (laughs) and you can still hear it and it does not let you calm down yeah so as as a 
when the kids are very young and, you, and you, specifically when you're by yourself with them, that is a really difficult thing to do is to, is to step away. Yeah. It's really hard. So how do you take, how do you take time for yourself? Like self care type um, of situation. This too. Yeah. I knew it was on here. So for me, it's interesting in my situation, working out is a huge thing. So I knew that was going to be it. Yeah. Riding my bike to work, going for runs, yeah. doing things where you can't do anything else. And you're just with yourself and you're thinking and narrows things down. That, that's, that helps me. It's not yeah. immediate. It's not like in that situation, you know, when your child is, is really pissing you off and you can't just disappear and go for a run, go for a bike ride. Right. Um, but it's, it's, Maybe it's more of a, a, a maintenance, a maintenance of, of continuing to do it and um, yeah. helping things from, from building to a point. That's, that's, yeah. that's a tricky one. So um, I'm going to chime in a little bit with um, Jenna and I have, have talked quite a bit on like what are at least at least to the best of our abilities right of giving each other time to to just relax a little bit you know like like you said you you can't just walk away in the moment right you can't take those minutes when you're especially when let's say jenna's alone with the child all day she can't just leave the child at any time during that you know during the day yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, we've talked about like, okay, I want to, you know, when I get home, you know, we'll be together for a little while, have a transition, but then like, I want to give her some time to just breathe for a minute and maybe have that time to go for a run when, she, when there is a chunk that I can take over full time you know, full time for the rest of the night or something like that, or, or an hour or two and just let her go breathe for a minute and, and vice versa, you know, um, we understand that, you know, we, we work full time, you know, plus some sometimes, and, um, you need some time to relax before, like I said, that transition period. So I, we'll see how it all <laughs> actually turns out right but at least at least there's the the idea there of like still giving each other some space or some room to breathe and and yeah i don't yeah. know have that have that time away it's a good idea in turns yeah it's definitely a good idea yeah we'll see sharing if, the load yeah we'll see if it works <laughs> it works out like that. <laughs> yeah. Best laid plans. Yeah. Even if it doesn't work out to the quantity that you're talking about, I, I bet you guys will find a way to do it to yeah. some degree. And it, it will be, I think it sounds like a great idea. It would be helpful. Yeah. When, when yeah. the babies were really young, um, Crystal's mom would come over and let us have dinner together. And it, mm-hmm. I didn't really... I didn't really think much about it in the time, um, but then 
when we had miles and started again, I was like, oh, it's so nice to be able yeah. to have time with Crystal and not have to jump up to go take care of a little, a little screech and a little scream. Um, it was quite helpful. So I, I, I view that as, as kind of came what you were describing, of allowing the opposite person to uh, have time. It's a great idea. Well, Reese? Yeah, I think we better wrap it up since Google Meet's about to kick us off in like six minutes. Fuckers. Just can't win. Nothing. Thought for I had free. one pegged. Yeah, I think I think teams had like a limit to it because I've I've never seen that limit. I think it had a limit like a monthly limit or a weekly mm-hmm. limit or something. It must be a monthly limit because I've been using Teams for like my last several podcasts and I've gone over an hour several times and it's not been an issue. So yeah, um, that's why I stopped using Google Meet because every time with Google Meet it kicks me off after an hour. Anyway, bastards, bastards. All right. So Mike, you, you know, you know, the lead out here, I, I say, uh, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're up to. And then, and then I say, uh, catch you on the next one. And then I say, be good. And I usually have my guests say, be good at the same time. So after I say, I'll catch you on the next one. That's when I say, be good. Be and good. you guys say it too. Exactly. Just like that. With you. With, With me. I can yeah. sync it up later. Okay. It doesn't matter. So he'll catch that in post. I'll catch that in post. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, fix that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for everybody who tuned in, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for coming on, Cabron and Mike. Um, appreciate the advice, Mike, and uh, some new ideas, Cabes, from from another person's perspective. Thanks for the discussion. Gonna, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. You're gonna experience it before me, so I get to ride on your coattails as well as Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a poor set That'll of coattails fun. to ride but <laughs> well better than nothing yeah so anyway uh yeah for all of the listeners out there in podcast land um wherever you are whatever you're up to i hope you're having a good morning good day good afternoon whatever it happens to be and we'll catch you on the next one be good be good, be good. i jumped it i jumped it